Welcome to Career View. This is the podcast where we ask questions you want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host, Nirija Shamal, and each episode, I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country from secondary schools and universities, what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, I'll be asking top questions that have been submitted by students on our Career View website who are interested in a career as a copywriter. Joining me today is Rebecca Jones, who has worked in creative ad agencies and is currently working at a very prestigious school since finishing a degree in journalism and public relations. Now, Rebecca's always been passionate about writing, right from a very young age, and she has a lot of honest advice to share about the opportunities a career in copywriting can take you. So, let's hear from her. Beck, so great to have you. It's been a long day. It's already 5.30pm and it's finished a long day of work. How's your day been? How's your week been? Uh, it's been good. We're just getting ready for an event at school. So it's been go, 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 but very rewarding day as well. And that's good mm. because you work as a in marketing, but within schools. Mm-hmm. And I'm very interested to hear about your journey as to mm. how you got there. But before we jump into our top questions that are asked by students, when it comes to the role of a copywriter or in the field of digital marketing, just want to know, Beck, how did you get into marketing? What was your journey in terms of mm-hmm. following this pathway and interest in towards marketing? Yeah, so I actually went to uni for journalism. I always thought that I would do something in that realm. But once I finished my degree, I, like a lot of students, had no idea what I wanted to do next. So I took a pause and I just happened to meet an ex-journo who had opened her own content marketing agency here in Perth. And she said, come on down, give it a try, do an internship, see if you like it. And I absolutely loved it. It was great. I learned so much. I had a mentor who was from America and one of like the top content marketers, I would say, in the world. I was very fortunate to have such a great person to learn from. And I just, I fell in love. It was everything I loved about a job. It was writing. It was helping small businesses. It was helping people get their brands seen and noticed. And it was, yeah, as I said, very rewarding. So I did my three months copywriting there. And then I decided digital marketing, that seems to be where it's at. So I wanted to broaden my skill set to learn even more. So I applied for a job as a digital marketing assistant. And that's where I got to learn everything I learned search engine optimization. I learned email marketing. I learned customer journey mapping. I learned even Google AdWords, things I loved, things I didn't like. I got to just try different Different things. Different things, yeah. The irony was though, they found out I was a writer. Okay. (laughs) So I had gone there because I wanted to try all these different things and they found out, oh, you're really good at writing. writing. So I ended up working my way back into being a content marketing specialist and I've pretty much been working in content in marketing agencies for the majority of my career. And so it was a bit of a convoluted path, but we got there and I yeah, couldn't see myself doing anything else now. Fantastic. Mm. And that's incredible that you had someone that really shaped your kind of outlook on this world of marketing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But just to kind of dial back a little bit further, growing up in, you know, as a kid in high school, mm. even in primary school, was the interest always writing? Were you always a writer? Were you always creative with writing? Well, I yeah, it's actually quite funny because I remember being six years old and wanting to be a writer. Oh. I 
always loved writing. I was terrible at math, okay. terrible at science, yeah. not a very logical thinker. I'm more creative, always good at English and history and those subjects. So I always knew I wanted to do something in writing. I just wasn't sure what. And the great thing about marketing is you can come from any different background. I've worked with people with commerce degrees, accounting degrees, mm. graphic design degrees, public relations degrees, everything, IT, it's such a melting pot of people is so diverse. Mm. And the great thing is you can come in thinking you're going to do one thing and walk away doing something completely different. Yeah. And you learn from other people too. So I have people within the same building as me or the same office being like, oh, I don't know how you sit there and bang out five blog posts in a row. I'm like, well, I don't know how you sit there and code a website. And it's just really fascinating because mm. you get to work with so many different people that you never thought you would. But back to your question, yes, I did I did think I would always do something in writing. I find this very exciting for anyone to venture down this career path because it is so expansive. There are so many different areas. So really great to hear, Beck. Mm. Jumping into our first question mm. asked by students, when it comes to a career path of a copywriter uh, in the world of marketing, what are the typical tasks you do on the job? So I like to explain it. Anything that needs words, a copywriter does. Okay. So short-term copy is social media posts, emails, long-form copy, like writing websites, rewriting websites. It's a lot of editing. It's a lot of proofing other people's work. But it's also a bit of everything else. Like you have to be a good account manager because you'll come in on projects at the start, at the end, you'll jump in in the middle because everything needs writing. So you have to be able to work really well with other people and come and bring your skill set in and jump in on things. But you also have to be able to work well alone because you have to get things done. And you also have to be really adaptable because things change. The client might change their mind. So you have to go with the flow. Go with the flow, yeah. So where you're working right now, mm. Beck, you're working at a school. Yes. And you've worked in different areas. You work for commercial, you work for different clients. Mm -hmm. How's it like now working for a school and doing the work you do as a copywriter? I would say that it is 50% writing and 50% account managing. So we have our internal campaigns and that requires me to see things from the end to the start. I will relay information to our designer for posters. I will get the email marketing comms. We do the social media, we do events and then we have our big broader things as well. Like mm. I'm doing the yearbook at the moment, okay. which has yeah. been different. I've never done that before. We're doing a whole new website. So I come in from a copywriting background, but I've had to learn to delegate because I'm account managing it. So okay. we have an external copywriter and yeah, my expertise are copy and I've had to really learn to give the reins over a little bit and have a bit of perspective and let her do her thing because writing is very grey. It's not black and white. Everyone writes differently. Everyone approaches things differently. So you really have to be open-minded and just let people do their things and kind of come in from a really constructive viewpoint. So I've been doing that at the moment. I look a bit more account managing, but I'm loving it. Yeah. It's really great working with kids because they are so inquisitive yeah. and they are just so eager to learn. Eager to learn, yeah. And that's such great insights, you know. <laughs> but coming back to the fact that you've got this writing gift and talent and interest, 
and it extends on to doing other things such mm. as account managing, dealing with people, supporting a, a program or a project. So it's great to hear. There's so many elements more to the role than just writing. Mm. Next question that we have for you, Beck, asked by students is, do you require a university degree? So I always thought that you did, but funnily enough, I actually don't think you necessarily need a degree. Coming from agencies, I would say 50% of the people in the agencies didn't have degrees and they came from different pathways, whether it be TAFE or just coming straight out of a different job. I think the reason why is because people prefer experience over a piece of paper. I think your experience talks more and they want to know that you can be thrown in the deep end and you can swim and you can get the job done. So I don't think you necessarily require a degree. However, it does help as well because you learn things at university that you can apply to the job, like working with teams, independent working, the written skills. But my, I would definitely say the biggest thing I learned was that I wish I had done more work experience, more okay. internships yeah, and wow. gotten more real world practical experience because when you're thrown into agency life, it is go, go, go. It is so fast paced. And having that experience definitely helps. Definitely. And Beck, just want to ask you another question. If you had to go back, would you do university again, knowing that you have this knowledge now, you've gone through it, would you just do work experience? How would you retackle the whole situation in terms of studying to become where you are today? It's a tricky one because without doing my degree, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am because my degree is what kind of forced me to re-examine what I wanted to do. I went into uni thinking I was going to do something and came out of it wanting to do something completely different. So yes and no. What I think I'm more saying is that you don't have to. Mm -hmm. There's so many different pathways to get to the end result. I think it's comforting for many students and for anyone who's listening out there to know that you don't need to follow what is known as and what is considered a very traditional path, Mm. which is going to university, being qualified, having a certificate, but there's other ways and different pathways to get where you want to be. And it seems that the role of a copywriter is certainly one of them. Absolutely. And I think you always have to be upskilling as well. Mm. So the learning doesn't end at university or TAFE. You have to, especially in digital, where it is constantly evolving and If you don't stay up to date with the latest trends, you fall behind. You don't just fall behind. If you're working for someone or you're working in an agency, your clients are falling behind because you're not giving them everything that's available. So you have to always be upskilling. I've always been around people who are constantly getting new qualifications, getting new certifications just to help their craft. So I don't think the learning finishes when you get your degree. When you get your degree. Moving on to our next question that we have for you Mm -hmm. is, was it difficult to find a job? I think getting a foot in the door was probably the hardest. I was fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time and find the right person. That made it really a lot easier for me. So I would say getting your foot in the door is the hardest part. But once you are in it makes it so much easier. I think the more years I got on my resume, the more work experience I developed, the more valuable I came to companies and organisations. So getting your foot in the door is the hardest, but once you're there, I think it was easier. But I would definitely say Mm. getting a foot in the door is easier if you have 
the work experience, work experience and the internships under your belt okay. because it just makes you so much more valuable. Absolutely. And that's great advice. But you were at the right place at the right time mm. and it all worked out. Can you explain a little bit more in detail what that is and what that means? Did you apply online or did you get recruited or how did you get your first job? Yeah, no. So like, obviously I, it was, I knew someone who knew this person who had her content agency. And okay. so I, that's what I mean by being at the right place at the right time. And once I had that on my resume, that made it easier to go to another agency from there to another one. And so on and, and so, so on, on and yeah, so on. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that worked great. You know, mm. you had that network, you could reach out and you can get a job. What's some advice in terms of to students out there to get that work experience? How can they do that? What are some tips? What are things that work for you? Is there things that they can apply online? Is there groups that they can join? I know lots of agencies are always looking for really good interns just to come and do some work experience. And it's not the biggest commitment. Sometimes it's just a day a week. Yeah. My advice would be just to put yourself out there, send an email and make sure your resume stands out. Yeah, okay. you re- like we're working in digital marketing. It's a creative field. Creative field, yeah. And the boss is probably seeing stacks and stacks and stacks of, of resumes and cover letters. Make yours different. We're in digital marketing. Why not make it like a website? Flick them an email. You don't know until you try. Try, yeah. And then when I was at uni, I remember there being a lot of, you know, really great internships and work experience. And sometimes it was even a prerequisite of a class to do an internship. Just utilize all of the university's tools and things available for you really make the most of your time and yeah if I can't say it enough get that real world experience real world experience that's a key word I think on this segment otherwise it's it's a big shock it's a it's (laughs) it's not just a big shock I think it also helps you stand out from everyone else Mm. and I can imagine how competitive the whole industry is in Mm. terms of you know there are plenty of jobs but you know everyone's still applying for the same job at the end of the day so how do you stand out and that's ultimately through work experience and as you've kind of highlighted back people are not just looking at your degree or looking at your training or your certification they're really looking at what have you done on a specific project and what are some of the outcomes and being in a position where you put on pressure and you're being able to show that you can handle it I think that's the bottom line absolutely because I think when you're working for clients you need to be able to be agile you need to be nimble they might change things at the last minute they might ask for something at the last minute and you have to just be able to go yep no worries and get it done you kind of have to make magic work so you have to keep it cool under pressure. You have to know how to be adaptive. That's a key word as well. Key word. You have to be very adaptive and you have to roll with the punches. I would definitely say just because you have a degree doesn't make you stand out to everyone else. I think the boss is actually going to go, yeah, so what? I like it, Beck. Really great insights once Mm. again. Jumping onto our next question asked by students is, did anything surprise you when you first started working in industry? I think it just goes back to that whole how fast paced it was. I think that really did shock me because at uni you kind of could go with the flow a bit more, whereas it was just go, go, go. And there is a lot expected of you. I think you have to remember, especially from working at agencies, every client thinks they're the only client. They don't know that you've got hundreds of other clients to them, they are priority and you have to make them feel that way. So it's a lot of, you could be a copywriter behind the scenes writing words, but you still need to know how to massage the client and really make them feel like they're the only one. So it was, I, as someone who writes for a living, having to not, I had to have all these other transferable skills I didn't think I would need. 
So I think having those was probably the biggest shock. It's such a transition, I think, once you're studying and then being put on the job, it being was, able to adapt to certain... Yeah, it was a rude awakening because I kind of was cruising. And maybe some good advice as well, you know, just for students in that early years as you're developing your skills, start to build a work ethic, you know. Understand that it might change dramatically. Mm. Having good little principles in place, being good with your time management, you can't be perfect and you'll always improve, but having some kind of structure in terms of meeting deadlines, being very objective with how you deal with projects, I think could be also some useful advice for people out there. 100% because... You can't work in marketing and not have good time management skills. It's just not possible because you're constantly working to deadlines, deadlines within deadlines. If you miss a deadline, like that's not, you can't. Can't. You just can't. (laughs) It's not a thing because these are people's livelihoods. So time management, I think, was probably one of the most important things that you need. On to our next question that we have for you, Beck. Mm. At what point did you realise that marketing was the right fit for you? Now, you've always been passionate about writing and you've really enjoyed exploring all areas of digital marketing, but what was the real point that just kind of, this is it, this is really sealed the deal that I want to do this for as long as I can? It was definitely during my first internship. I'd never heard of content marketing before and the idea that I could merge two things I loved, writing, marketing, and especially helping small businesses and brands shine online, coming from a family who owns a small business, I was already passionate about that and I had a bit of a personal tug. But being able to amalgamate all these loves of mine into one job, I think really solidified it for me and I don't think I would have ever gone back after that. I would also highly urge anyone who wants to get into copywriting specifically, have a portfolio like outside of university, a portfolio of work, different types of work that you can submit along with your resume and your cover letter. Because you will eventually get asked to send copies of your work. So have things ready to go to show. I mean, that's essentially what we're doing. We're we're writing copy. So you need to be able to showcase that. So having a really tight portfolio, I think, is really important as well. Great to know, Beck. Great insights once again. Moving on to our next question that we have for you asked by students is, does your role provide good work-life balance? Yes and no. No in the fact that, it says nine to five, but it, it's never, nine, never to five. nine to five. If there's a deadline, you need to make that deadline. So it's kind of just expected, especially in agencies, that you will work until there's nothing left to do. Okay. That being said, though, yes, good work-life balance because you still can have a life. I mean, I have to take work home with me, but I also know I've gotten to that point in my career where I know when enough's enough mm. and I need to shut off and I need to recharge my batteries because – Writing is very draining. It's draining mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. (laughs) So you do have to know when to shut off. And I like to also say at the end of the day, we're not curing cancer. We're not, we're not saving the world. We're just doing marketing. So give yourself some grace and enjoy your life. That's great. <laughs> always enjoy your life if you Just can. Just enjoy life. It's important. And this is an important question because it comes back to the fact that work is one thing and everything else outside of work is also very important. You know, your social life, relationships, family, all of that needs to be accounted when you work. So great to hear from your end on that. Next question that we have for you, Beck, asked by students is, is the pay rewarding? Mm. This is yes and no again because it honestly just depends where you work because 
digital marketing is so broad and jobs are different. Mm-hmm. It, it honestly, I can't give you like a yes or no because it just it honestly depends. Honestly depends. It okay. just depends. I mean, if you're working at a more entry level job or you're working at something, you know, a bit more senior. But my biggest advice would be to be realistic okay. when you enter the workforce you're probably not going to make bucket loads. Yeah. You're probably not going to. What's bucket loads and what's like entry point? Just to give a range and understanding based on what you've seen. I mean, don't know if I could give like a number, but I would say like upwards of 50K. Okay. But that being said, it also does really depend if you're working agency or in-house. Okay. If you're working for an organisation or a small company, there's so many different aspects. But the biggest thing, once again, I would say is, be realistic when you go in that the pay might not be staggeringly amazing, okay. but there is always room for pay rises. And as you get more experience, you will get bumps up. And also the other thing about marketing, which is really interesting, is that the progression is really great. And you might start entry, but the promotions work quick, especially in agency. Great to hear back. Great. And that's really good advice there. Moving on to our next question. What do you find most difficult about the job? Probably the most difficult thing is developing a thick skin. That's probably the hardest thing I've learned. I think you can't take things personally. As I said, writing is very grey. It's not black and white. There's no right or wrong answer. You might look at a piece of content and think, this is the most amazing thing I've ever written. I'm so excited about this. They're going to love it. And they might come back to be like, yeah, look, not loving it. This is what we think. You have to kind of just look at it, accept it and move on. Move on. And you have to be adaptable and you have to be able to be flexible and work and meet people halfway. (laughs) I think, you know, you have to kind of leave your pride at the door. For sure. And remember that everyone's looking at it differently. Differently. So when that first happened to you, Beck, mm. when the client said, hey, you know what? I'm not happy with this. Change it. How did you react? How did you deal with it? What was going through your mind at the time? I mean, obviously you get upset and go, what do you mean? <laughs> Take a breather, yeah. walk it off, do not reply in the heat of the moment and kind of try and see where they're coming from. I think that's really important. Have someone in your team look at the work. Be objective and... There have been times where I have worked with really difficult clients. I remember specifically having a client who at the start of the campaign, we were like, okay, they might be a little bit difficult. It's a difficult client. You always get them. And you try to be subjective, but you will always have favourite clients Mm. and you always have troubled clients. And it also kind of leans in with what what you like to do as well. Some Sometimes you're just going to fade the people. But this client was a really cool brand mm. and we were all really excited to work with them. And I was doing like a tiny little bit on this project. I think I was just writing some comms for them. Anyway, but it was a mainly like graphic design based one. And I just remember being really excited to work with them and getting some feedback and be like, okay, this one might be a bit difficult, might be a bit difficult. And they kept coming back with changes and changes and changes upon changes. You always have contracts Mm. and you always have like edits written in, but we were just trying to appease them. And it just got to the point where we were like, no, it's not us. It's them. They're never going to be happy. And we had to cut ties. It's happened once in my career. Normally I can meet them halfway. A lot of my copywriting has been ghostwriting as well. So by ghostwriting, I mean like, we 
put other people's names on my work. Okay. So writing for different people, you have to take on different tones and different voices. Yeah. So I have learnt over the years to develop a thick skin. But back to your original question, I remember the first couple of times it took a lot to bite my tongue. Oh, well, yeah. But it, it just becomes part of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And just with this whole topic of dealing with some of these difficult aspects of the job, Ryan, having a thick skin, how do you deal with it? Like, what's the process for you? Are you venting with people? Are you, like, how do you deal with this situation? Yeah, I have a rule, never reply to an email angry. I always draft my emails. I never, ever put a name on it until I'm happy for it to go because if you reply or if you respond to things in the heat of the moment when you're fired up, it's never going to end well. Normally sometimes you take a step back, they take a step back and you kind of cool down a bit. And also a lot of the job is conflict resolution and stakeholder management and dealing with other people. You're going to work with people who have very different work styles, very different communication styles, and it's just kind of being a little bit of a chameleon and learning to adapt to people. Adapt to people. So it's like a twofold. You're adapting to people's writing and you're also adapting to people's work style too. Yeah, and I like it, Beck. Really, once again, great insights uh, for our listeners out there. Last question that we have for you asked by students is, do you have any advice for students who want to pursue this career pathway? What could you share with them based on your experiences that would be really useful for them. And I think we've touched upon this a few times in this, in this podcast, but anything, any other key takeaways? Probably my two biggest things would be one, which I have been drilling on about is get that experience, go out there, try something. And if you don't like it, that's okay. At least you've learned what you don't like and you can try something new. Don't fear failure. I think we're not meant to be perfect at everything and it might take you a little bit of time to find what you're good at, what you like. So I would definitely say the learning never ends. Keep going and get as much experience under your belt as you can because it's only going to help. And the other thing would be try new things. I mean, I've worked at a few different types of agencies. One of the first agencies I worked at was a SEO agency, search engine optimization. And I thought I'd want to do that. And I I learned very quickly, not for me. I don't like technical writing. I would much rather be creative. And then I worked at graphic design agencies and I got to be a bit more creative and I absolutely loved it. So you have to try new things. I was always really interested in learning from other people. Mm. I worked with someone who was all about customer journey mapping and the tracking the user experience through websites. And I found that so fascinating yeah. and just learning from them and kind of like being a sponge of information. I think it just makes me a better writer. Better writer. Fantastic. Great. Such great insights and valuable advice for our listeners. And, and that wraps up all our questions that we have for you, Beck. Thank you so much for being here. For our listeners today who have more questions for Beck that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with her, just visit our website, careerview.com.au. This is where you find Beck's profile and you can send her more questions and I'm sure she'll be happy to answer it at some point in time. And with every episode, please don't forget to submit the questions that you want to know, especially to young professionals who've been there and they've done that. Beck, thank you so much and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.